to the Outlet Omega podcast. I am Claudet, your host, and I'm joined here with, uh, who are you guys again? Um, Mittens, Daniel Mittens. What a loser, dog. <laughs> um, this is James right here, man. Uh, Outlet Omega podcast, everything. That regular ass name. That does kind of suck a little. It's a regular name, but it's better than Daniel Mittens. This dude, Daniel... Him and just as Tyler the Creator spooked me. That's true. A black eye in the dark. That's racist. <laughs> and uh, uh. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, this is a uh, Frank. <laughs> so we have quite an energy. I've baked this shit. I felt that energy. Yeah, bro. I'm sorry. I've baked this shit. All right, we'll go on. All right. The movie that we just got done watching was Midsummer. It was the same director who made Hereditary. Course. Yes, yes. Ari Aster. Ari Aster. Have they made any other movies? I don't know. Hereditary. Oh, besides Hereditary, I don't know. I, if he did, then I. Think I, that's, I think that's it. If he, yeah, if he made anything more, I think Hereditary is when he like showed up as yeah, a bigger name on the scene. Right, right. And then. Obviously, Midsummer followed it. Yeah, like, yeah, you could almost feel that it's like the same director. It was like it was like watching a Tarantino film. Like you know, it's this guy. He, he definitely has a style. But did you want to? Did you want to talk about that now, or do you want to talk about Man, that talk towards the end first? Yeah, yeah Frank, you want to summarize the movie? No, without uh, calling it. Uh, I don't want to. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, Frank. I feel like you do the best job of it. Right. So we had uh, this girl at the very beginning. She's writing these email message back and forth to her sister and the sister's like uh, I'm going black uh, mom and dad are coming too and I you know she didn't know what the fuck that meant and it turned out the sister killed herself and the parents so like the girl lost her whole family one night while the boyfriend wanted to break up we need the girl's name because we're going to talk about her later Bro, I didn't get any fucking. <laughs> I just saw. I just saw. She was the, so the girl's name. The girl's name was Danny. The girl's yeah, name Danny. Danny. Because okay. we're gonna be talking yeah, about yeah, it later. Yeah, yeah. So I just wanted to make sure. And her boyfriend was Christian, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah Christian. Right, so Christian, from like not the religion, but actual name was Christian. Oh, this motherfucker! Wow, wow that was yeah, lame. Wow, Jay. We should no, start no, over. No, it wasn't a joke. It wasn't a joke. No, it wasn't a joke. It was being serious. Jesus. All right. Anyway, I don't think he had religion. It's probably spiritual. All right. So, anyways, he wanted to break up with Danny from the very beginning. But, I mean, you know, like that fucking guilt. I mean, you can't break up with your girl. After yes, you can. Man, no, you can't. Yeah, I would. Yeah, you would. I, I, mean, I don't want to feel trapped just because you yeah, no went through a hard time. No I went through a hard time to be with you. <laughs> no one be your friend after that. It's like yeah. you. <laughs> Man. He didn't want to break up with her. I, I understand his decision, but it definitely cost him later on in the movie. Uh, and their Swedish friend, Olaf Jorgensen. Whatever his name was. Pele. 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 They invited him to Sweden for this midsummer event. And uh, they went, and these wild shenanigans started to happen at the. Uh, Dude, well, like commune, I guess it is? Yeah, yeah I, I couldn't think of it. I was like, what word would it be? Yeah, I guess this commune in Sweden where they worship this weird pagan religion that isn't really super explained, but I'm sure there's like a. 10 page thesis on it somewhere online we can read 
I agree. So yeah, that's basically. Yeah, that's and then pretty like, much. A bunch of shenanigans happens. Uh, uh, people die. Yeah. So. <laughs> it's 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 uh it's, and, you know, he, he explained that, honestly, the best way any of us could, and I think the other thing about it is that when you watch this movie, it's nothing like he described. I mean, like it's some it's like he described it, but visually. Yeah, it's so it's weird. It's like weird. you can't even give like a good. I, I, I can't really yeah. explain it. It's like... It's like mo- a movie on drugs, I guess. I don't know. It really is. It's like, if you won't... I don't even know exactly the... F- was there even, like, a plot to it? I think it was more like... Okay, never mind. I'm sorry. All right. Let's go back. All right. See, yeah, I have to be honest. Like, that, that the drug scenes are super realistic to, like, how I can remember. Mm. It's like mushrooms and stuff. Like, the way the colors... The flowers breathing was probably the coolest bit. Huh. <sighs> <sighs> Yeah. I like what James said. He asked whether or not you could even say this movie has a plot. And I didn't put that up on the board, but that's a good enough place of any to start. Does this movie have a plot? Yeah, yes and no. In a way, um, the plot is as as simplistic as a group of friends go visit their Swedish friends' uh, 11-day festival, I, I believe. I thought it was two weeks. I don't know. Maybe. It was some festival that he always wanted them to attend because it's very according to his culture and his tradition and everything. And really, that's the plot. Other than that, the plot just goes... The plot pretty much surrounds itself around the, festival, the festival's traditions. Well, I mean, in most basic form, the plot is, is a story's beginning, middle, and end. So, in... in yeah, it had a plot. The movie definitely had a plot. Like, we saw a beginning, a middle, and obviously an end to it. But the way, I think the way the plot was explored was was pretty non-conventional. Yeah. That's, that's oh, 100%. Understand. You know, I was watching this thing, and I'm like, but what is, there's no plot structure. There's no first act, second act, I third was, act. Just... I was disappointed because I thought this movie was going to be completely different than, like, what it turned out to be. Like, I knew, like, what it was about and all this, and I expected it to go a certain way, and it just didn't, like, every, I don't know, it was just a weird fucking movie that I didn't expect. Some cool moments, though. Let me try and ask this question again. Let me be a little bit more descriptive. Is this a good narrative? Yes. This movie, does it have a strong narrative? Why do you think so? Why do I think so? Yeah. I feel like the narrative is uh, strongly tied to the characters. It's there is like there's no plot in the way that life has no plot. It kind of goes along very naturally. Like life, you know, there, you know, it just happens. This movie, a lot of things just happen that you're not seeing like orchestrate in the way that when we watched Hereditary. You could see like all these orchestra all these orchestrations like working to like turn the family fucking insane. You know what I'm talking about? This movie, a lot of the things that just happened, and you really were like, "What's that? What's this?" You know, like you know, trying to pull pieces together. There wasn't the step by step, you know, slowly seeing the web form. This was like getting caught in it really quick. I agree. It just seemed like a natural progression throughout their visit there. I didn't think I didn't see anything like set pieces or. Um, anything that indicated they're moving, um, like they're switching things up or something like that. It really just felt, it felt like just a natural everyday circumstance with a few 
um, wild situations that you're just like, what just happened? So I'm going to say I don't think this movie has a strong narrative, but I don't think that's bad. Um, if you, I, <laughs> um, because if you had to, like we were talking about earlier, trying to summarize this movie and trying to describe the pop the plot, it just it, it kind of sort of eludes you. Um, because I think in a lot of ways, I, I don't know, I think in a lot of ways it's pretty open. So you have these two sides. You have uh, two groups. Um, one group that you follow from the beginning, you have the you have Danny and her boyfriend and their friends from school. Mm-hmm. And Mark. then you have the, what? Mark. Mark, yeah. And then you have the people of the commune. And you learn about them. Obviously, we don't follow them from the beginning of their story, but you learn a lot about them. And the way that Ari Aster makes his films, um, I mean, it's people know this is a this is a horror film. You've probably seen Hereditary. People fucking die. People die in this movie. Um, but it's for the people of the commune that's good, and there are parts of the movie, you know, like the music and the lighting and everything that oh, give subtle that gives subtle cues that this is a good thing because it is good for the commune, and then there's just the reactions of our of our college students that make you of the Americans that makes you think this is a fucking bad thing. And the reason why I say it's not a strong narrative is that it doesn't really make you try to go either way. It's it it's an open you. it's an open narrative. It showed you this and makes it look like it could be good for these people, good for yeah. these people, bad for these people, bad for these people. Um but, yeah, you're right. Pretty much it shows you like uh It doesn't lead you. I'd like, love to learn more about their religion. Uh it's just I don't know if it's like their sacrifice is returned, like for every person that dies or like new birth and like well how does it work? I just I don't know. It's, it's fucking weird, dude. Very weird. Definitely be something worth researching. No. (laughs) (laughs) I I want to research it. I'm gonna go home and like as I go to sleep, I'm gonna listen to like so you watch Hereditary. Well, this is what you missed, and they're gonna like go through like all this shit. I'm gonna like blow up the group chat like, yo, this is what the fuck it means. Because I was really excited going into this. I mean, like it's all like Viking culture. They like all the runes and shit. I was like, yo, this is my jam, and then I didn't like get any of it. I was like, oh. I, I saw enough to turn my head. I whatever whatever James this thing was like is, halfway through. He's like, we go to Wakanda now. Whatever the, whatever this thing was, whatever they were trying to, I I don't even want, I don't know this religion. I guess a custom to pagan, that they do pagan religion, James. Yeah, that they wild. They like it's just that like they're just wild. They're crazy. Oh yeah. Me, I couldn't do it. I think it's whatever. That's just their thing. You're like, um, but um. There's no strong narrative. I agree with Brandon. It's just it just shows yeah, you. Yeah, you traitor showing. ass bitch. They just show you what they show you, man. Like no, there's not... a strong ass narrative. It's about the girl. It's really all about her. The boyfriend kind of takes a backstage to a lot of shit. Um, the friends, they don't even need to be there in this movie. Honestly, like the friends do nothing except like torture. But I kind of think they all show the person's true characteristics, like how Chris. Like kind of completely fucked over the black. What was the black guy's name? Josh. Completely fucked over Josh with the thesis, but like I don't know. They all kind of seem like terrible people, like except except Josh. Josh seems like a really decent guy. I don't think that's a strong narrative. I just that's just more of like characters interacting with each other. When I think of strong narrative, I think of themes or discussions you can pull out from this film. But yeah, really, okay, fair enough. Because 
hope we'd get fucking railed for saying this because I know that everything that this guy does probably has like a deep meaning to it. It just felt so like something's happening and they pull a, a, an event out of their hat like, okay, so, you know, they're all sitting there and then these two old people at the end of the table get up and start speaking in tongues. It just seems like random shit they're pulling out of nowhere that could be super interchangeable. Like, those old people could have got up and said, speak in tongues could have been something completely different it would have been interchangeable to the plot. It just felt like trope after trope after trope what you expect from this kind of movie without, like... So I guess the, without there being like a consistent. But I think that's the why. that's the good thing about this kind of movie is that you can expect something like from anything. I, so far, I'm taking with anything that this guy does, Ari Aster, what he makes. Yeah, you can expect some weird, seemingly non sequitur shit to happen. But the thing about it is, you're never gonna know what that shit is. You're kissing that mic, dude. And you're never. Well, <laughs> it's, it's hard to get it. To pick. I don't think it's picking Bro, up. When you're, I you're, it's picking you up. You're, 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 you're not, choking it's it not and cat everything. <laughs> No, you're fine. You're fine, dude. Okay. Um, <laughs> but you're never, you're never, you never know exactly what that's going to be. And it's it's to the point where, like you said, you can definitely go on YouTube and find a, uh, here's what you missed in Hereditary, here's what you missed in Midsummer. Yeah. And I, I feel like for everything that made, almost everything that makes you feel that mm-hmm. way, um, if somebody dissected the movie enough, there's there's going to be an explanation in it for explanation for it in there somewhere i think definitely multiple just, he doesn't he just doesn't stone feed it to you and a scene that um he's sort of talking about particularly is i believe this the first time they're having a dinner with everyone in that uh midsummer community and they're all dressed in like white robes or white clothing and all that stuff those two old people are gonna and, die yeah no so you have two they they follow i guess the tradition is that they follow the two elders that selected for whatever so is reason. that supposed to be when they're turned 72 is that what, what happens I I I really I don't, I don't think I'm, it went deaf. That's what I was assuming. I I thought I thought I guess they're the elders like they're yeah, old it, enough. So nervous. like remember they were talking. I was like there's stages of their life and seventy two is the end. So when I was being seventy two, he's like, well, you know, they die. They didn't say anything about that being a sacrifice. So I don't think it's sacrifice. I think that's what happens when people turn seventy two. They push them off a fucking cliff. Yeah, they, they kill them. Yeah, so they, um, so that particular scene is just them at a table with other American um, students that went there and they just suddenly. They follow the leader. If the when the two leaders, the, uh, the male and female, sit down, they sit down. When they eat, they eat. And when they want to yell, do some type of communication, everyone does it too. And yeah, that's. I think that um, what what why I like that scene the most, that particular scene I just described, is the Americans. How the Americans reacted to the different customs and everything, because in, in in a way that's how tourists react when they visit a new place. Like they um, they're new to it and they might may not fully understand what's going on. And I think that was my favorite scene because when you just see the black guy, like one of the American students was a black guy, and, <laughs> and I thought he was gonna be a smart one in the movie, but it turns out he was the dumbest one. I feel about that. Yeah. Host. <laughs> he I'm looks. Trying, he dude. is so out of it. I'm right trying now. so Ooh. hard to gather my thoughts about this movie uh, because there's a lot of. I have a lot of different things to say about this, but what I really want to talk about is once again the director and uh, Hereditary, which was obviously his previous film, his or her. Uh, I I. So I heard. So this is. I heard they're all connected. 
That's uh, they're, yeah. they're 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 like not not like sequel wise, but like same universe wise. Yeah, I heard that too. Um, and I find it interesting that both movies ended on the scene of someone wearing a crown. Like this movie, the girl was wearing the crown of roses, while King Pyman was wearing like the fucking weird. What was that crown he got? Was it? I don't even remember. Remember, remember, Hereditary King Pyman got the crown. Yeah, so both ends on those kind of scenes of like people bowing down to the. So what's the end game? I don't know. I wonder if this is like kind of like an end of the world scenario where like all these different like I don't know. I have no idea. I think it's cool that they're all tied because you can tell like. There's a pepperoni on the ground. Wow, Nick. Thank you. Um, I don't know. You can kind of tell that they're building towards something. Can you not put it on mine? It doesn't oh, wait. matter. Are you done with it? No, I'm still eating the things that are in there. <coughs> asshole. That's all. It's a pepperoni. I don't think it's gonna fuck up the day. Though. It's in the floor, you dick. Anyways, fat ass. Uh. <laughs> so you can kind of tell they're building towards something. Like, um, it seems that the world is getting crazier in the universe. Like all this crazy shit's happening that's outside of the norm. By the way, you guys, if we sound super drained right now, it's because yeah, this are. movie drains the mess out of us. Yeah. Like, I can't explain to you. How long was this movie, by the way? It was two hours and 25 minutes. Yeah. It did not feel like it two did, hours. It felt, it felt, it felt like three lo- hours. It felt longer than Endgame, to be honest. It, it did. I was it felt longer than Endgame. Ending, I, I, it, it feels like they stretched out so that, many things. And then there's the uh, and then there's the director's version. was like an extra 30 minutes. I, like, holy I shit. I can't imagine. I you know what I felt? Sorry, Brandon. Um, you were going to watch another think, 30 minutes of him pumping into the girl. Just, probably. Yeah. And the reason why I think it feels so long is because the whole movie just gradually, slowly takes its time with each It started scene. off like, so good, too. It, it started off like Holy really good. Shit, it set like, up the, um, the premise and everything, the characters, the whole situation. It was scary. It was, yeah. Like, and like, Lewis, Lewis was like, like I, I felt like that's why he got up and was like, you want to do a story? Because <laughs> that like whole beginning freaked him out. Yeah, freaked, freaked out. me out. But the he music just, was crazy. Yeah, the music was like everything about it was starting off excellent. But then once they went to midsummer, it just became like a, and it, in a way, a slow burn film. Where it's just, yeah, a lot of it, like a lot of it, didn't even hit the notes that it was trying to hit. Like yeah, I remember. Remember the guy I was wearing Mark's face. I was like, is, is he retarded? Like I couldn't even tell. See, like you, yeah, there's some things that you just had to pick up. But, um, All right, look, 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 look. All right. What? This we're, I'm not I'm not doing this regular fucking whatever the hell we use. <laughs> regular style. Uh, yeah, I can't. I, I really can't. And uh, you know, it's unfortunate. One, uh, I guess we're just gonna be spoiling this movie. It doesn't fucking matter, really. Uh, my recommendation, you guys can all give yours, whatever. My recommendation, I don't think anybody needs to see this movie. I was just about to say that. I think people need to go see Hereditary. I don't think anybody... If, if you want to see more of this director, you want to see more of his style and see him grow into his own, oh yeah, this is, this is all him. This is exactly what it feels like. But it, it also, to me, feels like too much of the same. It feels like I'm watching Hereditary again, just somewhere else. Just worse. Just, just larger, actually. But a, a larger, you know, there's another cult, essentially. There's, yeah. there's another, I guess, deity, but, you know, they don't really get it. Here's, it's just a whole religion here's around my it. thing. Is that <coughs> both of them are completely separate religions? Like King Pyman is in yeah, it's, like it's, the uh, Christianistic, like Judeo Christian, yeah, yeah. and then this is very obviously Nordic Viking like gods, and so like are both fucking real? What do you mean? I mean, we know Pyman's real, like so we we know Pyman's real. We know like the the Judeo Christian 
demon lord is... Well, we never see any signs that, like, the god that they're worshipping is real. Oh, that's what you mean. Like, okay. we never see any signs. I was confused. I was we don't even know, like, who yeah. the god that they were serving was. Like, I was just telling Brandon. I was like, who, so who, who are they serving? Like, what was their name? Like, or? there's a great movie called The Ritual. It's on Netflix. And they come across this cult in the woods that, like, worship this son of Loki. And, like, you know, you know, like, who and what they're worshiping. But this... It felt so... I, I don't know what they're praising. I don't know why they do these traditions. The only answers... When Americans are... Um, like, we had, like... The, apparently, the idea is that when they reach 72 years old, they just kill themselves off. And even then, maybe it's just me. It's probably just me. But even when they listed the age ranges, because they go by seasons instead of years. So, for them, from, like, birth to 18 was, like, I guess, winter or something like that. And it just went on and on like that until, we, until you reach 72. But... Maybe it's in the religion, and I guess they explain it how it's supposed to be. But I still found it kind of weird how they just picked random numbers. Like it was from like zero to eighteen. Eighteen's like thirty-three, and then thirty-four. I mean, if you 52. look at any any religion that we that have in real life, sense to me. Um, I don't think it's that it didn't make any sense, but like it's, it's just. All right, cool. I, I, like I understand, like every <laughs> every religion has. I'm sorry, Brandon. Yeah, sorry. nah, that's the whole point. I finished. <laughs> no, that. no, you're right because it's like they all they all have their own yeah. custom traditions. It's just kind of weird. I guess I was expecting more like if they went like sixty or seventy or something like that, but it's fine. It's whatever. It's a little nitpick, but um, yeah. Oh, but uh, my rec- my uh, recommendation, man, you don't need to see it if you want to see it see it but it's not something I would if someone asked me hey should I check this movie out I would tell you no I, would. <laughs> I, 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 I can't even really tell you fully what it's about uh, you dick it's just and I think this this is a movie you only see if, if you if you're looking to dissect the movie cause yeah if you're looking to dissect the this, movie this yeah. is a movie that you're gonna have you have to pay attention to it this is the movie you, where you just you have to kind of, you have to look into things Mm-hmm. Uh, because not a th- anything in this movie that is given to you is, um, I'm pretty sure there's a word for it, but it's given to the characters in the movie because it's relevant at the time. But outside of that, you're given no context, no information. You're you're put in the character's point of view, where any information that's fed to you is fed to you from one of the people in the commune, and it's what you need to know. But if you're in the dark about it, every other fucking thing. Yeah, pretty much. So I guess I would... Say if you want to watch it, check it out, but it's not something you should be dying to see it. And you know what? That's probably why, um, like, the reception of the movie wasn't bad, per se, but it didn't do so well in the box office after a while. It shouldn't. Because I feel like, I was surprised too when I was looking at the numbers because it was struggling a little bit. I mean, it's not a movie designed it's not for movie, box office right, success. Right, it's not, it's not designed it. for box office success, but, like... It shows that like a lot of people didn't go back for repeated viewings after like after the first month. James, you, I'm sure you would know. What is this movie categorized as? I don't even know. You don't even know. Is it? I, I would know. imagine it would be like horror, psychological film. horror. Psychological That's one thing. Yeah. This is I, while I was watching it, it, I started to realize what what it looked like to me. If you guys have ever seen the Witch movie where it's two V's. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, Frank saw that movie. I watched that movie by myself, just in my room one day, and I said, "This is a fucking amazing movie," for somebody, but not for me. <laughs> I, I think that it's good and it's layered. It's deep. It's oh, it's the occult and more. But guess what? 
from a prank, from just a viewing experience, if I didn't have a fucking magnifying it's glass, it's like yeah, just give me like. I, mean, I feel like we may have a uh, not not brand new because The Witch is a little old, but a different genre of movie coming up. That's there. what I'm thinking. It's, right? Well, it's that's a, well, actually, it's a, it's a it's a movie. It's a kind of movie where there's there's little to no exposition. And psychedelic. Are you guys ready not, for? Not necessarily psychedelic, but it's a kind of movie where you're put into the either perspective of the characters in it or in the point of view of just the bystander watching all this go down. And I say that to say. Um, any information that's not that doesn't make sense to be given to you, you're not given. And for some movies like The Witch, that's basically everything. You know, there's barely a translation for the shit that they're saying because they're talking no, old English not. for the whole movie. Yeah, um, that so shit's that's one bad. barrier, but they don't care to break that down for you. Because guess what? You're a person that's got dropped into whatever fucking year that was. You're gonna watch the shit happen, and that's it. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it's the same. I think in Hereditary, we find ourselves in the point of view of the son. Um, because there's a lot he doesn't know about what's going on around him. And there's a lot we don't know about what's going on around him until he finds out. And like I said, in Midsummer, uh, I guess we're in the point of view of... I don't know, we just watched it, so I'm going to say any of the Americans. But there's probably one specific, probably Danny. I don't know. Um, but yeah, and I think, you know, I hope we come to trend. I think these movies are kind of funny, actually. You know, um, I'm trying to figure out a form in the question, but I'm just going to say it like this. And hopefully we find a question... For me to ask it in, um, I noticed that this review of Midsummer we keep introducing Hereditary, like no matter what in our responses or in our questions, even sometimes we say Hereditary more than we're discussing about the actual film. Does anyone else notice that, or is that just me? And I'm like, I'm trying. I think you have to. I think it's yeah. kind of like, is this more like a comparison thing, or is it more of a you just have you had more enjoyment of his previous film hereditary than this one I just don't think that there's a big difference a big discrepancy in the style in the subject matter and in the characters and both we can just do a real quick examination right now or, or whatever the hell it's called uh, in the movie hereditary you have people who are not introduced to this you know magical force and then you have people who know about it and both of those sort of collide yeah. uh, towards the end and then the people who aren't in the know you know, become in the know, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not indoctrinated, but just it clashes into their lives. I think, like Frankie put it, like they get, you, they just like walk into this web and they're stuck there. You know, hereditary happens at the end of the movie, and in this movie it happens uh, in the beginning, like pretty much in the beginning. Twenty first, minutes. First twenty minutes, you just and you're just stuck there. And that's why I feel so slow, is because once you're in there, it's just after you hit that twenty minute mark, it just the re- that's the rest of the movie right there. It's just the whole festival, festival. For and sure. It's sure. so slow, whereas, like you said, in Hereditary, it really yeah. doesn't come full circle until near the climax, near the ending of the film. I mean, but I gotta agree. I, I think if you took if you took the side by side of these two movies, you can definitely play them out and see exactly what you know what Cudit said that it's the same event, different area, different religion, but it plays out almost exactly the same. Um, you have this, you know, the characters that don't know about it. One of the characters they don't know about it become very, very, very much a part of it. Yeah. Um, like integral Which to the weird, to honestly. these folks. Um, people around them die. Um, and um, like Frank, uh, like Frank mentioned earlier. Um, I mean, we might as well slap a fucking spoiler alert at the beginning of this podcast. Both of them receive a crown. Um, and the endings are similar. These these the two people, these innocent people who walked into this web and got sucked further in than everybody else and became a part of what they were afraid of. Um, one thing I noticed is that the ending shots are the, the shots down to the shots are very similar. Yes. They're looking into the camera. They have their crown on, 
there's a music there's music playing that's triumphant, but what's going on around them is just just fucked. fucked yeah, the up. opposite. Like in yeah. in Hereditary, you got that song, the song that's now a meme yeah. is playing, mm-hmm. and there's two headless bodies. One is the is I forget the son the the boy's name, but one's his grandma, one's his mom. They died. They're bound to him. Everybody's bound to him. Um, I'm pretty sure his sister's head was in there too. Um, and then at the end of midsummer, everybody's kind of in this craze um, while two of the uh, commune members and Danny's boyfriend burned alive. It was um, a wild movie, mm-hmm. man. This thing, even Brandon called it. Um, this is spoiler spoiler alert right here. Someone had their dick out. And it was twice. Um, twice, and Brandon called it because this movie was getting weird way before that. It wasn't just some spontaneous, oh, snap, they're trying to be edgy. Nah, man, like, this thing was weird from the jump, and just him, it was one of the American students, I guess something happened to him where he slowly sucked into the whole tradition, and he was having sex with his girl, I guess fulfilling a prophecy of making a baby with someone that wasn't his girlfriend, and next thing you know, he's just running around the place with his dick out, I missed the scene. I had to go. You missed that scene. I did. It was weird, man. I probably should have been there for that. It was. It was. I thought you weren't there for that. No, I had to go over and came out like as soon as it was done. Yeah, it was the rain and everything. It was. um, I don't even know what else to say about that. Like, it's just it gets weird and weird, and it's not. I don't think the weirdness takes away from the film, but it it adds to it. Like it builds up. It builds up to that moment, but it's like. It's so. It's like it's like it, it's like it has a plot, but it's plotless at the same time. It's like you're watching them living their lives, but there's no objective in sight. That's how I see it. It's like one, it's like the first hour and a half of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, basically. It's like a weird movie, man. It was a weird movie. We can't compare this. Are we supposed to? Um, I, I, I will. Mis- I will make my way to that, but it is. I, I wrote that up there thinking, oh, this will be like a fun kind of review because it's a horror movie and we have fun with those around here. But, but now we're sitting here talking about it and we just... And it's not that I didn't have fun. I didn't. But it's that this isn't... This is just not a whole lot to like. Not, <laughs> it's not a... Let's just Hereditary. We had fun with Hereditary. Oh, yeah. Hereditary was, was fun, was fun. But I think Hereditary was faster. Oh, it was. I oh. felt like it was a faster um, pace, but this one ain't too Well, I think the end, the end of his movies are the same. I yeah, think that I think I overall hereditary is more fun, but I think when you get to the end of the Ari Ashley movie, it slows to oh, a yeah. fucking halt. I like every time you look at what's going on and think, "Oh, is this movie about to be over?" There's another scene, and there's another five scenes. This movie had a much scarier, creepier vibe than the last one. Frankie, Frank is correct. When I was when I went outside to, uh, I had to go out and close my window because it started raining, and I just had my window open all day. Um, that's how mosquitoes keep getting in and fucking up my, my arms and legs and giving me malaria. It's, it's, it's a real fucking problem. But when I was out there and I'm in the rain, I'm thinking to myself, because it's, it's raining and it's like movie storm thundering out there and shit, so it's flashing and everything. I'm thinking, this shit is so surreal because I just got done watching this fucking movie where every shot, there's just, it, it's not every shot, excuse me, but it, it's just, it's so ominous and the, 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 um, Cinematography really sticks with you. That I was just sitting there, not, not not sitting there, but I'm in the rain and I'm making my way through. Everything just feels off. quiet and off. off. Yeah, the the visuals in this movie, which is what I want to segment into segue into, the visuals in this movie, man, are 
Stunning. I, would, I would say, if not on par with Hereditary, I'd say better. Superior. I agree. Because I, agree it, I can, I can yeah. honestly See, say this. This movie freaked me the fuck out. Hereditary told a story. This tells a story too, but like, Hereditary was just, Hereditary is a great movie. I think Hereditary is better, but not as scary. This movie was just, like, the beginning. I just thought it was going to, like, I knew the sister killed the family. I, but they made something that I already expected and was waiting to see more scary than I could. Like, we'll probably will think about it for us at night while we're trying to sleep. Like, that shot while they're going down the hallway and you see, like, the fucking girl with the tube in her mouth. That's fucked up. Yeah. And, and Brandon, I think you might have missed that scene, actually. That was in the first ten minutes. That was the first ten minutes. And just to give you the rundown of the scene, uh, uh, fucking the house is filled with smoke. It's coming from car exhaust. The parents are dead in their beds. They're just... They just look like dead people. And then they pan over to the shot of the daughter. This is all in one take, I believe, too, if I remember yeah, correctly. Yeah. The, the daughter has taped the hose that was taped up to one of the, the car's exhaust, taped it to her mouth, She's lying dead, lifeless in her room. She's facing the camera. So her as soon as it, it, her, her eyes, eyes just, are like milky, just a, a look that it it would it would chill you. It, 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 it was actually it was actually terrifying. It was actually a very good shot. I, I believe you. That's part that's part of what I like about that this was guy's filmmaking. The scariest is, part of this movie. I think his he makes really good use of energy like that, right? So you have some whatever horror movies or thriller movies you want to say that'll revel in the disgusting. But I don't know. I don't know. He must go on like fortune or, 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 or <laughs> live league or some shit like that. And he looks at best line because <laughs> the shit looks so, it doesn't look over the top. It looks really fucked up, but authentically fucked up. Yes. Yeah. And I think what helps him is that this movie he never, he never does. times gorier than Hereditary. I, yeah, I saw it. And he, and he never does cuts first. I know. He rarely does cuts first. So when he first showed you that somebody just fucked this shit up, he's, he does the pan. Yeah. He doesn't he will pan. show you that. He finds a way to gradually show it to you because you know, oh my god, some fucked up shit just happened. And I feel like the pan is like it's, Slowly, it's, it's yeah. better than the cut because yeah. the cut is jarring, but the pan just keeps you the fuck it's, out. It's ominous because yeah. you know what you're about to see, but even then you you know like, you know kind of what you're about to see, but you're like, How was he gonna show this to me? Yeah. Like how did this happen? You know what the scariest part of that was? When they kept flicking back and forth, like showing the people and then the skull all fucked up but that was just it's almost from the cliff jump the so that, ritual of falling rocks as I so, it. Yeah. so the ritual of falling rocks is what, what they're talking about is when you become at a certain age of 72 you sacrifice yourself for um, their customs and their religion and these older people would jump off the first first lady jumped off but she dove nailed first, it Ooh. nailed it Ooh. 10 out of 10 lady bust her fucking face open like a cannon contact and her head <laughs> busted man it was like it was like, a, it was like one of those uh, it was like one of those um, zombies from uh, Last of Us man the those fucking clickers hurt but, and, and stuff like that where it's just so like Rana said like it's just it looks so authentic like it's it's really gory but it doesn't look like I gotta fake. say I gotta say the um, guys was worse the guys, okay. The guys was the guys really was messed it up because man. that was because, a very violent. So what hit. he did wrong was that instead of jumping, head, I know I said it like we don't condone too. We don't condone this at all. 100%. By the way, but if, you, if you're going to jump off of a fucking cliff, don't do it feet first. Don't do you it. You might survive. No, you're not. I mean, I mean, you're gonna survive, but you're gonna die anyway because that's what happened to this guy. You're gonna break he jumped your off fucking legs. The old dude decided to jump off feet first for some odd reason. So and straight when down, he, he broke his 
knees, his legs, everything was met. The bones were out, and everything. And you know what this? You know what his people did? They didn't. They didn't really mourn in a way. I think they were kind of. They, they were crying. Kind of they were like, Ah, yeah, fuck! Like, oh, he messed it up. But like, he messed yeah, it, it up. Like King DDD has joined yeah. the game. So <laughs> he pulls out the big hammer. Yeah. So they put, he pulls out the big hammer. New and challenger. And he gets like three other people from his um, crew and everything, and they just finish the process by bashing his head in a complete process because he are, he messed up. He was supposed to die, but apparently he didn't die, so he had to kill him now. So he's just sitting there in pain and just smash his head like till it's flat and everything. And it's I like really when they song. smashed it, but it literally didn't do anything else to the head because always was smashed. It didn't much get any shorter. It didn't get any flatter because yeah, it was already messed up. So this it's already for a reason. If you don't have the stomach for it, ow, crap. Like our technical person, Lewis, who, yeah, was, who was turning his head at the side of this because Lewis, unlike a lot of us here, he he's, not like really, he's not a guy like that. He doesn't even like horror movies. Not even at all. Like Not <laughs> even like the slasher horror flicks. He doesn't like anything horror. Yeah. So, and and that, I, if, you, if you can't handle that gory sight and all that stuff, then definitely don't watch the movie. And to be fair, the gore here, Frankie said it was it was gorier, than, or Frank said it was it was gorier than uh, Hereditary. I would say the thing that makes it so terrifying is because, realistically, if you've ever seen photos of people who've died in these gruesome sorts of ways, it's not it's not a bloodbath. It's it's just open cavities and just yeah, yeah. exploded yeah. shit. And it just looks yeah. disgusting movie, because movie it's, it's often look too clean. What movie deaths usually look way too clean? They do. They look messy, but at the same time, like the result, the after effect is way too clean. But this will look really realistic. But what I've realized about it in, in this movie, and what it captures correctly about the gore, is that it is it is deformation. It is taking the human face or the human body and not turning it into a red mist of blood. And it's oh look, that is a face, but mm, I think that's an eyeball, and I think that's a nose, and it the rest is. It is the, it is an uncanny valley effect and full effect. What was that quote from, uh... Sounds up? No. You just okay. said, PlayStation funds have been added to my... Thank you for your purchase. Somebody hacked your shit. It was for Hulu. It was for Hulu. Okay. Um, but I think another big difference is uh, a lot of Hereditary, especially the last leg of it, was in the dark. Yeah. A lot of the end of that movie was pitch black. This entire movie was in the Yeah, this whole yeah, movie was in daylight. So Almost every, all, all the gore you saw. Yeah, and all the gore you saw in this movie was like, bam, right in your face. Right even through, during like, the day shot, even during the day shots, it was cloudy. Mm-hmm. In the school, it was very like there was like a a, a color thing over the. It was dull, yeah. It was, it was dull a very shit. dim movie. It was a very dim, dark movie. This movie was the exact opposite. It's almost like yin and yang. It's crazy. It's like we had the guy, we had the guy, King King Pyman and the the May Queen. Like it's, it's very connected. You you mentioned something about the visuals earlier when they had first arrived. The only the only parts of this movie that were in the dark were the girlfriend's parents dying and the scene before that, which is her just on her on the phone with her boyfriend. Yeah. And that those two scenes take place at night, and they have this very particular sort of. You, you said it was a gradient, right? It was like the yeah. blues and the yellows. Yeah, because were, when they go uh, into hands. the when they go into. The midsummer area, the whole camera quality change, like the all the color of the movie changes completely. It's brighter. No, there's just a complete. It's like there's a filter over it. It just it's different. Yeah. It's a much different. It just I'd be very surprised if they said they were using the exact same lens, the exact same like filters for that at the beginning of the movie. What the fuck are you looking at? I'm, I'm freaking I'm, me out, bro. I'm sorry. No, I, I'm sorry. keep looking past me. And I'm like, I think I think that contributed <laughs> to the to the creepiness of it all though, because overall. Besides our, um, the American students' reactions to what was happening, 
everything about this movie told you, yeah, this shit is good. This shit is okay. This is supposed to happen. This is our religion. This is down to the down to the gradient because I believe it was like a yellowish overtone over the whole. The sun's out. It's always bright. They got a yellowish overtone, right? You're thinking, all right, this is a good fucking place. This is the place where it's supposed to be. Everything that's happening is perfectly fine. And I think that's what part of me this movie so creepy is because he made a really good use of imagery. Like everything visual, besides the blood and shit. It's telling you that this is this is all nice. This is it all was open. It was open, like bright. But it as a human being, you know that these old people committing suicide is fucked up. That this my friend getting fucking blood eagle getting blood eagle is fucked up. Bro, that was the coolest. A blood eagle, by the way, is when yeah, yeah, wait, it's, wait. It's a form of execution. Um, where it got. Uh, all right. So anyway, a blood, blood eagle. Is, bitch, <laughs> all right. So blood eagle is this really cool Viking um, execution. Where they will uh, split open the the ribs from the spine, <laughs> they, uh, they they split the ribs from the spine and they reach inside and they pull the lungs out through the back, and the lungs on the back start to expand uh, when they breathe in. But because there's no ribs to hold them in, they'll just keep expanding until they burst, and it looks like there's like wings in your back. So I call it the blood eagle. That, they did that in the show Vikings. Correct? Yes, they did. Oh, yeah, That's um, the first time I heard. They about did it. something else too. I forget. Uh, I remember watching um, Deadliest Warriors. I think it was, and they did the Blood Eagle. Or no, it was a Thousand Ways to Die. Or something like that. It was one of the shows that Spike. Probably a Thousand Ways to Die. Probably a Thousand Ways to Die. Or, yeah. Probably I was talking to a friend about this movie and Hereditary, and I just one of the things I really appre- I I didn't know about I know like most people I didn't have no idea who Ari Aster was before Hereditary. Um, the one thing I called on to what he does that I caught on really quickly is that he has this knack for taking shit that's really weird or unnatural or just straight up horrifying, and he inserts it in this movie, right, in a way that it tells your brain, yeah, this is this is normal, this is supposed to be here, but you yeah. know that it's not, right? Like he'll silently put a naked man in the background. Yo, like remember the, the bear? Dark. There's no, yeah, the bear. Like, that was what the got bear me. in the middle of the field, and the yeah, guy goes, that, "What's that?" And the guy goes, "It's a bear." I mean, is that a bear? Um, and we're just like, what the fuck is this bear doing in the middle but of this clearing? But the thing is, he doesn't do zooms. He doesn't do musical cue, uh, music cues. He doesn't do any of this shit that most horror do directors cues. do yeah. to tell like you. Like a jump scare. Yeah, like, oh, okay. like, like, yeah, like I'm saying, like he doesn't do shit. Like all his music cues are, are fucking beautiful. That's you know what's crazy. But he like, doesn't do other... anything that tells you that this is supposed to be scary. This is supposed. This is unnatural. This when is they switch to, to the faces being smashed, there's no sound. Yeah. Oh, uh, his use of silence is great too. Like when the, I, I'm not gonna lie, when they started the dinner, I was getting antsy because it was just quiet for like three or four minutes. Yeah, when right. the old people came out, yeah. and everybody was at the table. There were you didn't hear nobody breathing, you didn't hear no cutlery, nobody was talking. It was just pure silence for like four minutes. People just eating, bro. I remember, they weren't even eating yet. They're all bro, just standing. I'm still fucked up with the glasses. Like green, green, orange, <laughs> green, green, orange. <laughs> <laughs> Can I can I ask you guys just individually what your favorite visual uh, scene is? I I'm I'm, swim, I'm split between three things, but I think I know which one is my favorite. Um, there was a scene where sh- uh, the the guy the foreign guy Pelé, 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 Pierre. He uh he's talking to the girlfriend and uh, you know she just recently lost her family and she goes or he goes oh you know I know what it's like to be an orphan and I lost my parents too and so she can't really handle it so she gets up and goes to the bathroom it transitions smoothly my to an airplane to an airplane bathroom when they were just talking about they didn't even know if they were gonna go on the trip well Pelé knew but 
you know. And and that that shot was just like, oh, this was is effortless. But yeah. you, uh, one of the other things I noticed uh, in the visuals department is that the the cabin that that guy goes into, um, Chris Christian, he goes into the cabin and it looks like a tattoo parlor. There's all these symbols and everything on there. Mm-hmm. I realized when he goes from one room to the other, I think the the camera follows them. Mm-hmm. That is something that's also carried over from Hereditary, because if you remember yeah, from yeah, that movie... Yeah, the camera changes rooms with them. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, what they do is they, they build the set first, and then they just... they like It's like a dollhouse. So they'll just take yeah. off one piece so they can keep that shot as fluid as possible. And these certain kinds of shots in the movie are just... Just visually, they're, they're, they're beautiful. They're very well done. And very stylistic. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, any, any guys' favorite visuals particularly? Honestly, I don't have a favorite. I've noticed really good ones. He used that field really well. Like the whole the whole the grassland and everything. The um I'm just talking about in general, like it's not a specific scene, just just midsummer the location. Like he just I, I can't even explain it. Like the angles and the way he styled his shots were good. Like I, I can I really appreciate what he's done. Nah, I don't have any I don't have any visuals leaked to mind. I mean I I generally I mean well the the so one, the one shots that you, the um, the wonders that you mentioned were obviously really good. Those always really cool, um, in terms of the, you know the camera following people between rooms. In one case, between, I don't know, from a house to a plane. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, those are really, those are really cool. I think, I think just uh, like like James said, there's just a general sense of uh, just really good blocking, um, really good blocking and really good use of things. Honestly, I have to say that one of my favorite scenes was uh, that blood, blood Eagle scene. Just the way like it was just shot. What fucking part of the movie was that, dude? You never saw that? No, I, you didn't see Blood Eagle. What, which? I think mean, it was a Simon, the boyfriend, to the, to the girl in the overhauls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was Blood right. Eagle. So you, remember, so you remember Christian? Um, I think this is when Christian. This is before he had. Um, Sex with a girl and everything. He Before? was. That was after. That was after, bro. Yeah, I wasn't here. Remember, I was yeah, over. Yeah, that's right. So he was over. Yeah, okay. Shit, I wish I saw. So he just came in. I think when he came in, he, he was naked. He, he just about to run into the. He just ran into the. He just finished having sex with a girl. Yeah, yeah. That's when. That's when it came back. Okay. So after he was having sex with a girl, he ran out because he just didn't know what was going on with him, and that's when he found. He found. Um. Um. What's that? What's the black guy's character name in here? Joshua. Uh, stupid. Josh. Yeah, jo- Josh. Josh. He found his arm. Reached out from the from the um, I guess the um, garden and everything his hand out, so implying that he died. Um, and then he ran to his barn, and that's when he just saw the shot with Christian and his and that Simon Simon all hanging up. The flower he has flower petals in his eyes and everything, and his lungs are like just out of his body, like blood eagle. So that was a interesting shot. I'll check it out again, Frank. Favorite uh, visual aspect? Of Fuck, movie? I have one. No. Where we go? Fine, <laughs> go. Um, the breathing flowers. Cause that was that one. That one was very. So it took me. It took me a few moments to realize that they were doing that. Cause I'm looking at the shot and I'm looking at um, when Danny's sitting in the, the her flower throne or whatever you want to call it. There's flowers around here. I'm trying to figure out what's wrong with this. Like something. Something's making me not feel right. 
and I look at the flowers, and they're doing this weird pulsating thing where it looks like they're breathing. Yeah. Um, I didn't know. I didn't even notice until Frank pointed it out. Like I'm like, this shit looks mad weird. And he's like, yo, the flowers are breathing. And I was like, yeah, yeah, the flowers are basically breathing. Um, I think that was cool, just because of how it, it looked really nice. It looked very interesting. It was just really subtle. Like I said, so subtle that I initially didn't know what I was seeing that was bothering me. Yeah. I'm hearing noise upstairs, and it really freaking me the fuck out. Yeah, my grandma lives here. Yeah, I don't want her to come down here. <laughs> so I don't think nice. she will. Um, um, okay, uh, I definitely say that the beginning scene on Nerve the shit out of me. Uh, the sound that you thought was a car alarm, but it was just the ambience. I think it was like a violin. That was fucking terrifying. And the dead girls, I just, it was, that was a fucked up scene. The ending, um, I guess, was cool visual. Uh, that's a good they really slowed down I really d- I, I really dislike the main antagonist to the point where she's probably my top f- one of my top five least liked horror protagonists the, the lady? yeah I can't stand her Danny you don't like Danny? I can't stand her you don't think she's relatable? nah not really <laughs> no. it's all her fault really she she played as the classic stereotype girlfriend why? should I? Well, I mean, I think you're supposed to sympathize with it since the story seems to follow her. Nah. But at the same time, she serves both the role as the protagonist and it kind of switches to antagonist, I would say. No, 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 Everyone's going to be rooting for her for killing the boyfriend. Like, oh, no, I, I don't think any of that. No. I, I definitely think so. I definitely think that she's supposed to be like the, like, how Hereditary was like kind of a negative win. This is kind of like a good win. Like, she doesn't come off as evil. She comes off as vindictive. There's a difference, I'd say. Plus, protagonist and antagonist actually are not as simple as good guy, bad guy. It's just who, who, you, who's who, you're, spo- who you're supposed to be supporting and the, whoever's against them. Yeah, I think, well, the, I think it's In simplest terms, terms. In simplest terms. So you're supposed to be supporting her. So oh, as dark as Oops. she gets in this movie, she yeah. is your protagonist for, yeah, the, the, protagonist for the movie. Oh, she was terrible. I, I, think, I, think, if anybody's prota- I think if anybody's the antagonist, it's definitely the boyfriend. He's not casting a good light at all. He wasn't, but at the same time, he was not feeling this chick. He just, he, if anything. Unfortunately, that does. I think it's just. Oh, yeah, about the time we're recording. Okay, I'll be set the time. I think, I just think it doesn't give you a lot to say, man. I think it does, like what Brandon said, but it's all other subtle cues or something you have to do watching another, like a second time to get it. Like, none of this would be, like, the boys and other sh- other shows, it's right there in your face. It tells you what it's I wish they would have gave us a reason why Christopher didn't want to be with Danny. I think he just said that, that he was, uh, he, she was clingy. That's all, that's all. She I was clingy. There's no, like, I wish that there was a scene, and I hope it would be in the end, right, where he's talking to somebody, because I want to know he was. what he was. she did. That was the very beginning. He talked to his friends, though. But it wasn't like... They were sitting at the table, and they're going, oh. we didn't oh. hear it, because, you know, we were like, yeah, like, she doesn't like sex. And that was the only reason I heard. Well, yeah, they were given all the reasons why. Because he's like, I don't want to let, I don't want to let a good thing go, right? So he's scared to leave her because he thinks she might be good for him. But at the same time, he is. Well, how old would you say he is? 24. Twenty-four. Yeah. I think he's in a position of a lot of young twenty-something find themselves in where like you found a good girl. Good girl. She's a good girl. You got a good thing going. But you want to be single still for a little bit. You're right. Still you have a life ahead of you. Yeah, that's why I really felt this was an unfair ending for him at all. Not only that. It makes me just really dislike her because she's basically the worst girlfriend. Uh, 
she just inserts herself into her boyfriend's life in every fucking situation. Man, she tacked along on a, a, a all boys group Bruh, trip. I would have been like, get she, the fuck out of she here. She ruined people's like hype. Like when they got to midsummer, they wanted to smoke some. I guess they had like some drugs. But the like mushrooms, drugs, mushrooms, mushrooms bitch. and stuff like that. And she was like, yeah, you know, I'm just gonna wait or whatever. And the guys were like, well, we don't want to wait. We all to take it at the same time. And it was like this standoff a little bit where it's like, okay, who's gonna buy first? Are we gonna smoke it or are we not? So she really just messed up everything. She really should have just stayed home. Okay, so this is recording now. Yeah. But let's let's bring some structure to this here. Frankie, do you believe that the 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 both the guy and the girl are in relatable circumstances are relatable? Because the, I think everybody here, um, in the beginning of the movie, they were arguing, right? And so the girl's like, uh, hey, you know, you didn't tell me you planned on going two weeks away to Sweden. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, but I kind of did. And she's like, no, you just suggested it. That was a completely relatable argument. The same, right. Very much like hereditary, how the mother would argue with the kids. Yeah. It was very, it was something very believable. Something very, uh, we see in our daily lives. I gotta be on the girl's side. And I gotta be on the girl's side with that. Completely. Really? What the fuck? Yeah, yeah she. That's just a yeah, like, dude. Yeah, like the only reason I would even say anything about the guys is because he was right technically, but that's like a dick move. That would be like you know, that's like. She gave him an analogy. Yeah. It was a good one. But I don't remember it what she said. I don't even remember what the fuck. I mean, it was just. She gave him the same scenario. It's like it's like remember Bill Burr when he had that. Uh, that joke on the thing he was like that's what the law says that's what the law says it was like it doesn't make it right you know what I mean mm-hmm. like it's like well he technically did it but it doesn't make it right like you know he told her and he said he was but, sorry but, but it, uh, it, it wasn't, wasn't good right story, you know right. what I mean but even then when she I said agree. that didn't, didn't they mention that he said like he was thinking about going or something like, like he like, never yeah. said he never I'm said gonna that. go away uh, he, he like, said it would be cool to go to Sweden and she said yeah well you never said that you were yeah so I'm, I'm gonna be honest See, I don't think he even technically told her like I can tell he, you this cool yeah, this is cool to do that so I like, They've been in a relationship for four years and he's just gonna fucking leave. And it's something that big. And then and then not only that. stay for two weeks, remember he like was like, Yeah, I'm gonna stay for the rest of the summer. Like, oh yeah, that was a big like, so decision. Like, to make. So like let's say he would have went without her and said the same thing, like, bro, like that is a huge I mean, wait until your girlfriend. I, and I I think he was we all know he was planning to he probably was on a cheat on her while he was down there. He probably wasn't going to be faithful while he was down there. Yeah, he just didn't I mean, look at what interest No, look at what he was surrounded by, right? Like, when they first get there, his friends were talking about how all the girls down there are hot. And yeah. I noticed he was suspiciously quiet. I think that's because if she was not there, he, he would have been admiring all the girls with them. And maybe would have... Before he... So, I definitely would. So we know that in this movie, there's a love potion that is created in a very interesting way. Cubes yeah. and um, vagina blood. Yeah, and... Which is how you get any man, really. It's, it's yeah, quite simple. Really. Honestly, man, if a woman just... But I think before, he even, before he even consumes that... Uh, what was the right name? Maya? Yeah, Maya. Uh, she, she kicked him while they were running around, and he followed her. And this is before he even took that. Um, so he already had, he already had thoughts of, doing of being unfaithful yeah. beforehand. And that um, also makes me question, well, did the love potion actually work? Because clearly he was interested before he even consumed that. But I guess that's a that's a topic for you know that we'll get into. Look, look, don't don't get too deep into that because <laughs> that is that's one of those things that's like well if we're going to take a deeper dive or a second look into this movie that'd be something to look out for. But I do have this fucking board of shit that I it, I didn't want to use it at first and now I want to use it and I'm going to use it now. So I already talked about whether or not the girl and the guy are relatable in in the aspect of their argument. And let's let's keep this in mind. He is not interested in her. Okay. To set this up, 
The only reason that they are even before their um before this accident happens between uh, her parents and her sister, she's very like, uh, what should I do about my sister? And he's like, look, bitch, I'm not your sister's bipolar, bro. Who cares? You know, it, it doesn't. He's really don't, uh, don't feed into in her life. Yeah, he's uninterested in her. So the the question I have up there is, if after what happened to her, as in her family dying and her sister, well, you know, the whole family pretty much being killed by her sister, and she's essentially, I guess, left alone. I mean, she's in college, so she's yeah. an adult, but. Would you break up with her? Yep. This guy obviously was somebody who wanted to not be with her anymore, but he just realized, oh, this would be kind of a dick move to do. So, mm-hmm. I mean, if you were in that situation... Realistically, realistically, I probably wouldn't. I think realistically, not everybody, but I think a lot of people wouldn't. Uh, because looking at it from his point of view, I think most people would say, well, damn, that's... What were they, like, four years? Yeah. Yeah, yeah a, a breakup after four years is a lot to add on to after your family, family just death. fucking died. So, um, I... I I think I think the right thing to do would be to either break up with her or let her know how you're feeling, but still try to be there to support her if she'll yeah. let you. But realistically, what I would do is I probably wouldn't just mention that I wasn't into it anymore. I would just let her rock just because she's grieving, and I wouldn't want to add to it. See, that's the thing. When she was sitting in that scene, when he was uh, crying, when she was crying like to him and everything about her family's death, that's not a time to say, hey, I'm going to break up with you. That's not a good time. Because Why not? That's not, that's not, you have a girl already crying on, on you about her family's death. Now you want to say she's breaking. Then she's going to, like, that sadness is going to turn into anger. That's not going to work out. What do you say? She's going to turn into the Joker just because you gave her some bad well, news? I see where Nick's well, coming from. Same, it's like, if not, if, if you don't do it then, then when are you going to do it? Because it's not like there's, there's I, to my knowledge, there's not a day oh, somebody okay. wakes up and they're just like, okay, my family's dead. That's cool. <laughs> I'm fine. Because if you wait till the next day and everything, she's going to be like, well, why don't you just tell me all not, of this? Not thing? to mention, you can you can sit on, you can t- not tell her that you don't want to, that she want, you can choose to not tell her that you want to break up with her, but you're not going to be able to fake it like you're into the relationship. So eventually she's going to be like, well, why aren't you looking at me the same way? Why aren't you talking yeah. to me the same way? Why aren't we having right. sex like we used to? I like it's going to come up. Break up with her. You can't fake that shit. It's going to show. Brandon, Brandon actually did give the correct response, which is, yeah, Frank's out. Brandon gave the correct response, which is, yeah, break up with her, but don't walk away from her because she's in a very volatile state right now. And it would not make sense for you to go, damn, that sucks. Going to skidoot my way out of here and going to go away for two weeks uh, in, in fucking Sweden. For the whole summer afterwards for some, I think he or, now that I think about it, the options that we're, that we're given is what he was thinking, but... To my knowledge, did they try to? Did he try to talk to her about what he didn't like about her? No. no. Like if she's clingy or this, that, and the third, no. I think I would. Even better yet than saying, "Hey, we're gonna break up," but I'm gonna stick around to help you is just bring up what your problem is and try to talk about that first and see if you could and see if you could solve the problem. And I think that's one of the problems with this film. I don't want to say it's a problem, but um, a minor critique is that the director doesn't really focus on the character's emotions or their character development in this case at all. Like there was a lot of stuff that could have been told about. Um, this couple, but instead, it seems like the, the, the director took most of his or her time. I don't know the gender of this director. Um, it's a boy. It's a, okay. It's a man. Okay. It took he took his time mostly just showing the traditions amidst midsummer. It's kind of like it's it's like he it's like he just looked up information about this event and decided to shoot it, which is not a bad thing because he, he it's not a bad um, he didn't shoot this thing bad or nothing like that. But it's like instead of focusing on the characters of the film as the driving point, he used the festival as a tri- driving point of this film. 
which is a usual contrast in screenwriting. Hmm. I, I don't think I, I think that's the point. I don't think yeah, you're right. I don't think the movie's about them or their relationship. I don't think that we're supposed to focus but on then, the movie. Do you think that rule is the impact though? Because when you, the impact of the ending is he's down, he, he's dead in that little burnt house, and she's just as the queen of this whole um, religion now. And she's just sitting there staring at it, but there was no. I didn't feel any happiness or sadness or any emotion. It's like I was just sitting there watching two people have go through separate outcomes. I'm confused. It's not that I was confused. It was more like, it's like, is that it? Well, yeah, I'm, I'm with James. I don't. I didn't care at the end. Well, you gotta look at what, what, what the what, what the point of this director is. You know, this director, I could say, you could say he's a little bit established. You could say he's a little, like you know, we know that he's not a side. bad director. Yeah. So I think the point is, is, you don't, you're not supposed to care about them. I think first and foremost, you're Fair probably enough. supposed to be a little freaked out and confused because of the contrast there. Because you have a man. Look, look at the ending of this movie, right? So you have, I guess, straw dolls with the faces of the dead people on them. Two two uh, sacrifices that offer themselves, and a man that is stuffed into a bear's dead body, uh, who burns alive in silence because he's been poisoned, so he can't scream, he can't move, he can't do a goddamn thing. And mind you, this is all like and a woman and a dress made of flowers, watching this shit burn up. I don't think the point is for you to have an emotional reaction to what's going on. I think the point is for you to, to be like, what the fuck is going on? More like a visual piece. So. I think the point is for you to be unsettled. Yeah. And I think well, I think job, your man. average moviegoer is unsettled coming out of that. Yeah. I, 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 black I, people were unsettled after this movie. <laughs> I tell you that. Black people were like, man, what type of... Well, black people weren't settled in this movie because they would have left Bad. before the end of it. They'd have been like, damn, two hours. Josh man. is fucking up, man. You're supposed to be Dude, out there, the, motherfucker. Like, it, it's like he took an extra 30 minutes and just said stop. But I... I, I there's a, a concept in film and... No, not film. Any fictional media where... Your main character doesn't always have to be a person. The focus of your story does not always be a person. James pointed out that a lot of the movie is centered on the festival. And I think that the festival might be... I think that the festival could be our protagonist and Danny could be our... There's a word for a dude, uh, deuterotagonist or something like that. It's like Deutero. A, it's, like a secondary, it's like a secondary protagonist. Um, Ooh. Yeah, just because we see the... the Or the festival or the... Or the Commune as a whole. Yeah. Because we see they have a goal. They go after their goal. Um, obviously, by the end of the movie, they have everything that they were trying to get. It's, it's quite triumphant for them. Um, I don't think... I, I can't really say the point of development for them too much, though. Um, Danny really does more developing than them than the commune. I think the commune is pretty static. They're all the same throughout the yeah. whole movie. Goals don't change. Personalities don't really change. Yeah. Um, I mean, they do, but it's more because I think they were put on the front when they first came. I don't think there was any real development there. Yeah. I, have a, I have a very small theory that I just thought up, and it is that since, what's her name, Danny's dressed up in all these roses, perhaps yep. she was rewarded for her, for really being one of the only people in this movie that was super honest. Uh, I mean, she was there and she kept an open mind, and in the end, everything kind of worked out for her. Whereas everybody else, they kind of were trying to, these guys were friends, right? But one of them was just a flat out dickhead. Uh, the other guy was kind of in and with the cult anyway, and Josh and Christian, they, I guess they were friends, but for some reason they were fucking each other over, and you know for that sort of yeah lying to each other and shit like that. I think that the the film kind of rewards her because she's the only person who's there and, and it was honest and just open minds everything. I mean, at some point she speaks fucking Swedish. She yeah, doesn't know a lick of that shit. Out of nowhere, she just started speaking it like it was just common to her. 
and because of other guys, um, um, what's what's that one guy? You saw me. He's from another movie. Um, Mark. Mark. Mark is this guy who um, he gets in trouble. He's probably the first one. He's not the first one that dies, but he's uh, one of the beginners killings because what he does is um, so. Uh, Very professional, James. James, well, that's my cue. He had woke up Frank. He was asleep. Come on, man. We can't do this podcast without getting this guy. scrap this one, right? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Louis, I guess you can scrap this part right here. <laughs> oh, fuck it. Keep it going. Start, yeah. I don't think the mics can pick that up. Maybe they can. I'm going home. Yeah, no shit. They're fucking out. Yeah, they was knocked out the whole time. How long was that? Was ladies too much? Like an hour. Oh. <laughs> we don't hide this shit, man. You don't drink enough water. This is my second bottle. You don't drink enough. Can I drink like four before? Yo, you keep touching me. I'm gonna call you gay one more time, dude. <laughs> I'm tired, you're trying. <laughs> We're gonna keep that in the podcast, Jesus. We'll add visuals to it. So yeah, visuals. Contents. Man, if you just clean this basement a little bit. You what, what's wrong with there. the basement? Well, I mean, you have like five daddy long legs on top of your head right now. You have like two wasps in your lamp. What's wrong with that? Um, There's no mosquitoes coach. in here, is there? Because the spiders get them off. There's something going, attacking the spider. Where did they go? Yo, that's dope. That spider might actually be dead. Dude, it was in the same exact spot last time I was here. Yeah, you no, know, it's moving. It's is moving. it really? I see one of his tentacles moving. Yeah, he's moving right out. Yeah, yeah but it's, uh, it's spider tentacles. What the fuck was I talking about? You were talking about... Um, I was getting into some dumbass three. Oh Look, man, whatever. I'm moving on to the fucking next thing so we can finish this shit up. All the right. Ritual of Falling Rocks. If you were at this... We guy, already did that, nigga. Remember? No, we didn't. We did. We I'm tackling from a different angle. We were right. at what? All right, well, hold on. The Falling Rocks, though. Yeah, if you were at that what? What, James? You still got like 30 whatever on this. No, no, it's just... Only for a question, Nick. Sorry, if you were at this ritual, no, you have to tilt it. You have to tilt it until, it, until you stop that, that clinking. Bam. Man, you're like a genius or something. All right. If you were at this ceremony, and, and keep in mind that you're just a person who's coming from America, and you're watching old people and a crowd, a crowd of a whole bunch of other people dressed in white, and the old people start throwing themselves off the cliff, at what point do you go, you know, uh... This was kind of cool, but we gonna, we gonna head out. It's know? not for me, though. It's not yeah. for me. I mean, that's a good point. I was thinking that as you watch the movie that there's, in horror movies, you have a lot of times where the characters will make questionable decisions, right? But a lot of times they just see some shit that might not be okay. Or some shit that seems creepy. Or hear some shit that seems creepy. But they'll stay. Um, and a lot of times when the veil gets lifted and people start fucking dying, they're forced to stay. But in this movie, they see that happen, and it's a, it's a little while later that um, Simon and uh, his girlfriend, Connie, finally decide that they want to leave. Yeah. And then you have Danny, Josh, and Christian, who are just, I mean, it's almost like that shit. If it wasn't for that brief conversation that, that Josh had with Christian acknowledging that that happened, it's almost like that shit never happened. What? What happened? The ritual, a <laughs> ritual of falling rocks, as we call it. That's what I keep calling it. I think it's a cool name. Hmm. Yeah, dude. When he peed on that tree, that was fucked up. 
Alright, time for you to go, man. What? What? I'm just, no, that was like right after the, the thing. I'm, I'm asking, though, if you were at this place, I mean, would that be the time that you go, you know what, I'm getting the fuck out of here? There's nobody I would have been me. out earlier. <laughs> I'm, and that's the thing is like I'm I'm you know like oh what you guys have been in six now I would have been earlier. Uh, I think what really got me early in the beginning was um, when I saw that all these other people were bringing up like. What? For all you viewers out there, James is giving me a really gay look right now. I'm not okay with it. Mike, you're over here sweating because you're jerking off in your sleep. I don't want to hear you talking. <laughs> Listen, bro. All right, this movie got me very aroused. <laughs> This dude woke up sweating, dude. How you Excuse me, my Christian. You know what, man? Oh, it's man. <laughs> it's the, those couches, man. I slept down here, and these fucking leather couches, bro. It's like they absorb heat. Yeah, or man, they are. It, it's fucked up sleeping down here. It really is. My goodness. Um, I would have left very early on, to be honest. I never even went. So you want me to go to Sweden? So I mean, it's, it's two weeks. So the guy that doesn't even speak English, English right? He does. Yeah, I ain't going. It's Sweden. It, up, I would never, I would never leave the country to go with somebody I only know from like school. Yeah, well, honestly, how close they were to that guy. It doesn't sound. Like it was. It's very much like hostile. Yeah. It's like let's go to fucking Romania and go to. A it's not like they, they don't. They just randomly just were like, hey, I just want to take y'all to this culture thing. Yeah, sure. But it, I never felt. Friendship at all with them. Well, I, I think we have an explanation yeah. for everybody how everybody ended up there. Yeah, stuff. Yeah, but you have little blonde twigs. All right, because yeah. I was wearing a wig. All right. All right. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure Josh went because he was writing something about them. With, uh, Christian went. I guess he was writing the same, the same thing. thing as him. They were, yeah. they were supposed to be partners at first. Uh, yeah. You got me with with Mark. I don't. Know, I guess he's he just, just went. Their friend. I think he was. Yeah, he was fucked up or whatever. Yeah. Um, so that explains how he got them there. We don't. We don't really find out how the other guy got. How the other guy from the commune got Simon and Connie to come with him? I don't think they ever mentioned those that. Those were those were the friends of someone uh, else's. There were somebody. They, yeah, there were yeah, somebody else in the commune, but they never explained what brought them there. Because yeah. at least we have a, a valid explanation for our group that came from America. Our group, like I know them. Two people are two people are two people are doing a paper on them, and one of them just came just because of support, and the girlfriend came along because she was jealous or she just wanted to be around her boo the whole time. But the fact that they stayed is interesting. Man, the fact that the black dude stayed after you saw that mess, he ain't black in my book, man. That dude. Do you, that's do you guys really think they could have left? Yeah. 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 I don't think so. I think they could have left. I, I mean, if look, they left, if they left, if they left calm, I think they could have left. Yeah. I think there was some kind of. I think there was some kind of magic. I, I I do believe that the the cult probably probably wouldn't have let him. Well, wait, let me just. In the first hereditary movie. Every action that was happening was because the cult was, like, making it happen. Like, they had set everything up beforehand. Yeah. I have no reason to think it's not the same case here. Where they have complete control and there's, like, some type of magic in the land that's keeping them there. Well, everybody well, has a reason to not leave, though. I mean, it could be. Well, this is the thing about this movie. Could be. But everybody also has valid reason for their reaction. Actually, well, Simon no, 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 and Connie... I understand that. I'm not saying that the reason they're staying is because, like, they're, they're, like... The gods are making them stay there. I just think they can't leave if they tried. I don't. Okay, so I think they could have left at any time, and this is why I think so. When you think about it, all their deaths, the characters in this film, were because they did something that harmed the the, the group. Um, Josh, the black guy, he, even though they told him explicitly, "Hey, don't take pictures of this book," he went and go take pictures of that book, and he got caught, and he was killed for it because he disrespected. The same, um, Mark, the um, the guy, the friend, just went with them just because he pissed on his, on their ancestors' um, burial site, so he was killed for it. 
And I don't even know what the two people that came with the other. They were freaking out over the fucking. The yeah, so, so, so they just so they, um, disrespected the I ceremony. So for me, I guess I saw it as they only they died because they did those actions. I feel like if they didn't do those things and they left calmly, it wouldn't have been a problem. Well, I don't think that the the argument he was making, or the point he was making, was that they would have gotten killed forcibly. Even I think he was trying to say that there's a subtle influence. Yeah, there's something that was keeping them there. Um, and there could have there could have been. I don't think this movie really gave a big reason to think that. Um, but I do. I I I find it interesting that in a way, like on the first watch, I was wondering why people wouldn't leave. But as I thought about it, everybody definitely had a reason. Technically, they had a reason. Yeah. I mean, I understand Josh is doing a paper, but if that justifies staying there despite people dying, I don't, I don't know. It's a very wild reason to stay there in yeah. the commune. Um, Christian stays because because he's also doing a paper. Yeah. Um, and Danny stays because she's with Christian. And then two of them actually do try to leave, but they left. They disrespected the ceremony and also probably made the, the commune scared that they were going to tell the outside world. So I think they could have left. I think they could have gotten away, but the way they responded to it is what got them killed. I, I think, uh, as I think about it now, every time that somebody was killed in this movie, they were killed, off, not not quite off screen. Well, yeah, off screen technically, but they were also everybody was always alone. Let's keep this in mind. This was happening in Sweden at a commune, and it's not one of those anti-government communes where everybody's packing heat. Nobody's got a gun. You don't see anything other than a, maybe a fucking axe. So what did they use to kill them? It doesn't matter. Well, probably the fucking the mallets because those are the things that they're using to yeah. kill the people who jump off the cliffs incorrectly. But every time somebody gets killed, it's because they're by themselves. Even the the couple, um, whatever the fuck their names are, they one of them gets separated. Where, hey, where's my my boyfriend? Oh, he went off without me. Why would he go off without me? <clears throat> See that that was already separated, and now you're dead. Yeah. Anytime people yeah. get separated in this movie, they die. And the only other people who don't really get separated are the. The boyfriend and uh, Christian and Danny. And Danny, yeah. Yeah, but even then, I mean, but then, but then they just went worse. deeper into the hole of it, though. They they went deeper into the tradition and everything to the point where Christian still died, and, and Danny's now forever stuck there in a way. I guess until she I, gets I, I, I gotta say, this is uh, slightly off topic, but slightly slightly not. Do you think it's possible to have a horror movie where people are? Actually, have some kind of survival instinct. Yes, because you gotta think you're in this you're in this strange land, this strange place. Um, there's definitely something creepy about. There's mm-hmm. a kid named Ruben who is inbred and looks really fucking ugly. He looks and like you a willing, disfigured black man. You willingly, <laughs> you willingly separate from each other. If 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 we all went away to anywhere. I'm not no, going I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to. All right. Or or if I went somewhere my family. I'm not just gonna separate from them. No, it's it just seems like basic. I won't call it survival instincts. You don't go on vacation thinking, "Hey, I might die," but it just seems like a basic re- response, a basic thing to do is to not leave the people you went with, especially when shit starts hitting the fan. Yeah, it's be- like they didn't even notice that people weren't showing up to dinner anymore. It seemed like yeah. or lunch, whatever the fuck it was. The no, sun was always out. No one, no one found that weird. Like one after another, somebody wasn't showing up, and nobody. Well, they they tried to cover their tracks by going, "Hey, look, somebody's missing our fucking book." Our, our sacred book and we think and we well I mean they they already killed two of their friends at this yes, point they, they, they go we think it might have been your friend because we can't find oh, him either oh you're right you're right now you're right because Simon was covered up because they said he left and everybody knew that Connie was supposed to get taken on the truck after which is yeah. why they didn't question her not being there and they spun it like Josh stole the book you're right they had, they, they had their they, they explained it you see it was that but also something else because when they um 
the reason how they separated the people. I feel like the director gave you a glimpse about how it would be. Because when Mark died, remember the white guy Mark that was just there just for fun, he pissed on the ancestors' grave. Eyebrows, as I call him. Sure. But he, what happened to him was, it was a subtle thing where it's like, in public, he, he was confused. So he was at, so they did another, these um, dinners, everyone's there in the white robes and everything. And before they eat, I believe before they eat, one of the women of the, of the group comes up to him from behind and says, hey, um, I want to show you something, or hey, follow me. And Mark was confused because he was like, well, why, do I, why should I go? But he still went anyway. And then we haven't, we haven't seen him since. So I think that's how they separated them as a way of, they just they took him to somewhere where he couldn't be heard of or where he was just uh, executed or any sort of way. So I think that's another way. And also to answer Brandon's question, humans, there are movies where, horror movies where people think realistically and logically in a way. The best example of that is this horror movie called Hush, which is on Netflix, by the way. And it's simply about this deaf woman that lives by herself in the cabins in the woods by herself and everything. And there is a killer. And there's a whole backstory to everything. It was a well, I thought it was a well um, written movie that just, and the whole movie is about him trying to get inside the house. And this is a deaf woman trying to survive against a man that, you know, has weapons on him and has the ability to hear and everything. But she, throughout the movie, she never did anything where I was like, oh, that was stupid of her. She thought everything that I would think of doing. So, yeah. I think that would be a good example, Hush. And that the movie where she uses her, like, smoke alarm or something to, to beat him? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because the smoke alarms are really fucking loud because she's deaf, so she's she definitely really it. loud for her to catch the vibrations in exactly. her ears. Exactly, exactly. She can't hear it, but she can feel it. Right. So she's right there, though? Fuck yeah. Just like there, though. I'm sick of talking about this fucking movie, man. Alright. Wanna wrap it up then, host? Alright. Well, I guess I'm just gonna run through the fucking ending. Like, there's anything... Wait, did we give our ratings? I, I did at the beginning. I said, this ain't a movie you need to watch. Yeah, that was kind of like the ratings. I, that, that's, that's all I can put it as, man. Um, I don't know. I would give it a good... It sucks because... It's a good movie. It's well made. It's a well, well, it's a well made movie, but it it doesn't fully capture my attention that well. So because of that, to be generous, I would give it a three out of five, which means it's average. Well shot, well made. Um, probably I'm not the right target for it. Maybe more historians and stuff like that. Maybe, but I'll tell you what. It it, it was supposed to be for viewers. It didn't, it didn't get my attention a lot, a lot like that. If you're looking for film analysis, then you're going to have a fucking... You're going to have a good lot, time. Yeah, a great time with this. It'll take you a while to dissect all But guess stuff. what? You'll have an even better time with Hereditary. Honestly. And it's a well faster pace. So, And, and I want to say that it's like we're not... We don't judge things because if it's slow pace, that means it's bad. It can be a slow pace movie if it's good and it still grabs your attention. That's what matters. So yeah, like, I think it was... Yeah. I, I feel like it was slow on purpose, though, because it just... It, it's, was yeah, it, was. it matches the whole. Th- so, hereditary is not not modern. They're both modern, but hereditary is for all of the purposes more urban. You're in the city, you're right? In the school, sense. you're in this, you're in that. It's as fast as life in that area. Not to say suburbs as fast as life, but then you take it to rural buttfuck Sweden, 
in a giant field in a commune where they still use hand tools and they don't have electronics. So, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a slow lifestyle. It's, a, it's slow people, like, not in terms of their intelligence, but just in terms of, you know, when you live that life, everything's a lot slower. And I just think I just think the film matches it. Like, imagine if you had to go spend a day in Amish, Amish country. I was about to say Amish. That's going to be a long day. That's called camp, and I felt like when I watched this movie, I was at fucking camp, dude. You took me from where everything was dope, and I got video games, and I got a phone I could look at all day, to we're in camp, now we're going to sing songs, now you're going to eat in one chair, now you're going to sleep in a place with no fucking... Yeah, I, I can't... And, and time where am I going to take a shit in this movie, bro? Like it goes forever, and I think that the, the, the way he chose to shoot this movie just reflected where they were and how they were living, but... You ever been to camp, Brandon? No. It's terrible. Going to camp slows your life down so fucking hard. Because you don't get to do any cool camp guy shit, right? You don't get to, oh, we're going to scale this tree. We're going to fucking make our own spears and axes. Whatever. What's up with camp? That's the camp that I want. That's the kind of camp I want. But you know what? Whenever you go to camp, it's, hey, we're going to do this activity until 1230. And then at 1 o'clock, we're going to eat. Like, well, what the fuck are we going to do for those other 30? Oh, we're walking back for the next 30 minutes. Thanks, man. That's what this movie's like, man. It's like going away to camp and you just realize, oh, shit. This is creepy camp. So I'm going to be bored and creep the fuck out. Like, it, and everything happens broad daylight, too. So do y'all think, think it hurt the film a little bit from a viewer point perspective of um, they introduced Midsummer a little too early in the film? Or do you think they should have spent more time building around it? Relationship and the character interactions. Nah, this this movie is it, everything's about the midsummer. You're right. Thing. It, You're right. It, it don't matter who it is. It yeah. right. They introduce it, but they there's a lot of there's a lot that you learn about it as the movie goes on. Um, so I like I don't think I'm gonna be honest. I don't think like it's like midsummer was supposed to be a twist. You know, I think from the from the trailers and shit, you could glean and who the director is. You fucking know that. All right. This festival's weird. Some shit's about to go down. Yeah. You don't know what's about to go down. But you know something's, but you know something's gonna, go gonna go down. So it's like, all right, might as well get into it. Let's show you. Let's tell you about the Midsummer Festival in the beginning of the movie, and you'll find out exactly what this shit is later on. Sorry. So before I close all this out, I have one final question for uh, you guys. I ask the questions. Um, I will allow it this time. <laughs> so, Hereditary and Midsummer. One thing they both got in common is they talk about religious groups or religious entities in a way that people celebrate. Is there anything, maybe not right now, but is there anything in your mind that you think this director will tackle next? Because it seems like he has a thing for religious themes and things he looks that, that's surrounding that. So is there anything either like Norse mythology or Greek or something like American or anything that you think he would have an interest in next? I don't think we can, I don't, I don't think we can make a prediction. I think, right. I think he's, I think this is a director that's interested in handling the occult and the religion and religious religion, but in a way, I, I don't know, man. Like he doesn't make it seem overtly magical or overtly yeah. normal. There's something. There's this line. Real, like, there's this line he rides where you could be like, I mean, except for at the end of Hereditary, people were floating. There's this line floating. he rides. There's this line he rides where it could be like, so is this shit like? It felt real. real. Like, I feel like if I, if I went to, like, Sweden... Yeah, especially in the summer. In the it summertime. makes you think, is this shit real? Are these people tripping? Are is, they tripping? Because that's, that's, uh, that's an explanation a lot of people get for... On. Yeah. <laughs> that's an explanation a lot of people get for religion, that these people are tripping, that somebody, you know, people were taking drugs, somebody just... Some random motherfucker wrote a book, people believe the book, like it was, you know, it made it a Bible. 
Um, so I don't know. I don't know. I think what we're going to see if he decides to go this route is probably a loosely connected universe. I think he's going to become. I think he's going to become like a cult classic director because I think all of his movies are going to be like this, where they're structured so similarly. Yeah. And I think there's people that's going to appreciate that. But your average moviegoer is going to say, "Well, this is the same movie I just paid for before, so fuck this." So. I think if he wants to break out of that, uh, what he should do is direct some kind of, I don't know, like psychological thriller, but one that's a lot, something like a serial killer and like cops have to catch him or some shit like Instead that. Instead of just a cool thing, right, just, you can stay in the psychedelic realm or psychology, psych, psychological realm, but just a different taste. Instead of focusing on a cult, maybe focus from a serial killer's perspective or some other, I don't, I don't want to say that because then people are going to be upset about the whole Joker thing. So, I think just... I don't think he. Dude, he's like a dude from Spider Verse where he's like, hey, like a little weirdo. Um, um, I do think that I don't think he's trying to open up the box yet. I think open open out of his um, lane. I think he's trying to stay in his lane. He, he I think he has something he wants to talk about. And I think he's going to talk about it until he, he runs out and then he'll just retire from there. But to be fair, I mean, even somebody, and I, I guess he's one of my favorites at this point, Quentin Tarantino, he does a lot of, he stays within the same realm of, like, action and shit, but there's, there's different genres to it. You know, oh, Pulp yeah. Fiction's very different from Django, and, and uh, which, is very, which is, yeah, Hateful Eight is very different from, uh, uh, you know, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So I guess he, this guy doesn't have to do anything really different because his style is quite developed and storytelling as well. But I do think uh, you think people will get tired tired of this quickly. If you keep I feel like I feel like his style just leaves little room for switching up the way he tells the stories. Yeah. It's a style that's geared towards horror, because like I said, I think a big part of it is taking horrific things and just making and naturalizing them, or things that are out of place and just making <laughs> making you feel like that that's supposed to be here. Like that guy should be real. And I, what what other genre is that affecting? Oh, well, you know? I know, I know, I know. If he wants to stay in horror and do something crazy. They should get him to direct or like reboot the the alien movies, because I think something like just really yeah the alien creature and, and mm. it being in space and I don't know you have I mean, a lot of freedom space it wouldn't work I don't think it would work yeah. with the alien movies though really why you think it's because it's confined well, because to he just... thrives off well no because I think he, I think, he could, I think yeah. he could tell a really good story in this yeah. I think he his this his style might work even better when you if you bring the story down and condense it even further. Yeah. But he thrives on showing you the unknown, and we know too much about the Alien series already. Alien series Where he thrives is giving you this idea, this religion, this God, Pyman, or uh, Midsummer Festival, making you think, well, what is this? And he takes you into it and shows you. And in order to do that with Alien, we have to expand on the canon and no, we don't, need, already we don't need anybody to do that. Shit. Yeah, we were getting already have a hardcore fan base. I'll be upset if you mess anything. So I, I then if I if it couldn't be Alien, then I think The Shining, which is one of these movies with film analysis people, they fucking mm, they just they go to town. Yeah, that thing up. Because yeah. The Shining on a casual view, you go, damn, it's a weird story about this guy going crazy. But there's so much shit that's like symbolism in those. But they go really deep dive mm-hmm. in that stuff, and it's like, wow. And I mean, th- this this might be one of those movies too. Maybe uh, but I think he can do something like that, where it's his psychological, yeah. just slow burn kind Maybe of. Maybe he can adapt like a Stephen King adaptation, like a book or yeah, something. Yeah, for maybe. sure, for sure. But, uh, yeah. But, yeah. yeah, I'm pretty much done with this shit, though. Uh, you don't have to go watch this movie. It's all good. Yeah, um, I give it a three out of five. Brandon just says, it's whatever. Yeah, I mean, I, I think a three out of five is a decent rating. It's it's a. It's well shot, well made, well crafted. Dude, this dude is, you see the shorts he's wearing, dog? Yeah. I see too much Between the, the both of you, man, I'm really not happy with that. At I'm least saying. I changed my look, man. Brandon over here looking like, I don't even know what he looks like. Anyway, <clears throat> well shot, well made, well crafted. <laughs> Beautiful movie. Trying a new look over there. <laughs> it just, 
it's 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 an it's going ahead and um a niche mar- a niche market a niche group of people uh which is why which is what keeps in my opinion from hitting like a five. He left his pizza. He did leave his. He, he said he's gonna take his trash it. too. Yeah, well, it's all I don't know, man. Some, I don't know what's going on with him, but he. Hey, let's close this thing up. Yeah. Do I have to? Yeah, you're the host, unless you want me or me and Frankie be the host now. Oh, that's Frankie. Oh, the way they act, they might as well be the same person. Well, that was the Omega. Well, thanks everybody for stopping this by. This is James. Follow me on Instagram at Spy James. S P Y J A M. James, do you have a Patreon that somebody can donate to? Man, I don't want people giving me money, man. They, they need to, person. man, because you need a new haircut. Not I need get, to do yeah. this, man. I, James, the box cut, man, it's got to go. Cut. I love the box cut, man. Yeah, but Will Smith don't like it no more. Will so Smith. what the fuck you walk around with it for? Do you see your hairline, dude? Uh, it's not about me, man. Look, I need one hair, hat, and this all goes your away. Your widow's peak is they, messed up. How do they mess up a widow's peak? How do you go back, make a pit stop, get some breakfast, and make a team? This might go be awesome if we start. My barber's a fucking Vietnamese lady, man. Yeah, what the fuck? Walk back. You'll see more oh, forehead now. Y'all look alike. Alright, wrap this thing up, man. Man, fuck you. <laughs> man, fuck this movie, too. <laughs> Turn this shit off. Oh, my goodness. God damn, bro. I'm dragging my feet doing this shit. Nah, I... I, I so, I think... And with this particular podcast, I think it was hard 